So now we're live? I think so. All right, let's do it. That's a groove right there. <laughs> Hi, everybody. Welcome to the first HTG Honest to Goodness podcast. I'm your co-host, Danny Norton, and alongside me, I have... My name is Justice Gill, and I'm going to be co-hosting this uh, incredible podcast with my boy, Danny. Let's do it. Let's just little dap up right now. Oh, I love that. I love that you can hear that. Mm-hmm. That's incredible. Smooth. All right, so what is Honest to Goodness podcast? Um... You know, it's kind of just a little, how do we say, it, info drop for us. We mm-hmm. talk about so much stuff that we're just like, you know, we need to record this stuff mm-hmm. from anything from theology, philosophy, what else? It could be academics. It could be a little bit of sports. Neither of us are like <laughs> really into sports <laughs> though, so maybe not so much of that. But like life advice we come across, it can be all over the place or even just funny stories. Like, there's no general, um, how do you say, structure to it. It's just a way to record the conversations we have every day, which are all over the place. Sometimes amazing, sometimes funny, sometimes insightful. But, yeah. Sometimes we talk about music. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes we'll have a little topic at hand. I think what we might do is, I brought this up to uh, Jay Gill last night, was each week we could switch off. We'd have like a topic that one of us thinks of Mm -hmm. and we don't tell the other person. So just everything is going to be so organic with that. Like we're not going to let them think about it the day before. Like, I mean, they can think, what is he going to ask me? But they can't be like (laughs) thinking about the topic. I just don't want it to be like, I barely even thought about the topic that I have for today. Like I I didn't care enough (laughs) to think about it. Cause who wants to think about that stuff? Like it's annoying. Ah, uh, bro. But how you been? How I've been good. Been? I've been good. Yeah. This uh, this semester's been, it's been really decent. Like I have a lot going on, a lot on my plate. Um, taking 19 credits. I'm an RA. Um, working out. I'm working another job, 15 to 20 hours a week. Um, and yeah, there's a lot of passions and other things I'm trying to put my time into so busy but it's been one of my favorite semesters so far maybe it's too early to say something like that <laughs> and actually mean it but um no nah, i've been having a blast what about you boy oh this is joyous just nice um definitely not doing nearly as much as you are but um other than school only taking 15 credit hours doing my little Italiano. Maybe we'll do a little segment, <laughs> Italian with Danny. Oh. Where I just, I, I'd be down to do that. That'd Cos, be cool. Cosa fatti bello, bro. What do you like to do? <laughs> <laughs> you just teach them Italian phrases. Okay. And then they're like, people listening to it, it's like, dude, I don't care. Like, <laughs> That's what they say to the whole podcast. It's like, bro, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> when are you guys are talking about funny stuff? We're like, oh, dude, we don't have that. We're not, <laughs> we're not going to do that. Sorry. Uh yeah, I think that'd be cool though. 
But you you are taking a super important exam on Thursday, though, right? Yeah, so I'm taking my Wisconsin real estate license exam um, on Thursday. You've been busting, busting my chops. I'm studying for that. That and you also, it's not really a lot of reminders needed because you're motivated about it and you're getting it done and you want to get a good grade. You want to pass it. So yeah. All I gotta do is be like, "Did you not <laughs> do it?" <laughs> so do it's it. a different conversation. Do it. All right, Chancellor Palpatine over there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> nah, but no, nah, I'm good. What else do you like to do? What are your hobbies? Um, really into music. Um, I'm a singer songwriter, so I write my own lyrics. I write my own music to go along with it, and um, sometimes I put stuff out, which is only one thing out right now, but still. Um, most of the times though, I, uh, I write it, then I come back to it later and, um, and record it. Yeah. But yeah. So music is one of my big hobbies. I think we might actually have to play your song eventually. Not, maybe not start to finish. We'll play the one part that I love. <laughs> I mean, I like all of it, but the one part is the best part. Right before the last chorus. Oh my goodness. I don't know how you did that. I don't know either. <laughs> like I told you, it was all spur of the moment. Like, just, I had the song without the solo and without the whole um, harmonizing part before the, the last chorus. And then, like, one night, I was just like, you know what, I'm gonna, I want to do something special with this. So I just did all of that. Like, everything you heard right before the last chorus was, like, in, in one swoop. Like, each thing I recorded, like, one time, and I was done, um, including the solo. So it was like, when it came out, not only did it come out clear, but then it came out sounding way better than it sounded in my ears when I was recording it. I was like, oh, wow, okay. Yeah. I'll roll with that. I remember first hearing that. That was like, I remember we were sitting outside eating, and I was like, bro. <laughs> like, damn. I didn't know you, I I forgot that you did that later, like, than everything else. Like, you did it solo, the part that I liked the most. Mm-hmm. What, what, uh... What are like the motivations for that solo? Because it sounded a lot different than most of the song. Um, a lot of it was spur of the moment, but I was also listening to um a lot of different rock and roll tracks right before I, I did that solo. And rock and roll is something, is one of the genres like I've always been into, but I've never like, dove into. But like you gave me a whole playlist, kept playing it around me. I was like, you know what this this stuff hits different let's let's work with that um so that's why the solo it's it's like the standout in the song because it doesn't necessarily fit but it's like a well-liked part of the song um but yeah the the main thing was just like i was getting different musical inspirations at that time i was like let's just roll with it let's see what happens um because i'm not a soloist i'm not good (laughs) enough a guitar to be a soloist Uh, i can never i can strum Yo, I can do chord. No. Nah, bro. <laughs> I'm being real. Like, you need to solo- stop being so humble. <sighs> no. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I'm, I'm the most humble person I know, bro. <laughs> Scrap. <laughs> Knock me out if I come up like in, that. In the middle of the pod- our first podcast, <laughs> we, we just destroy everything in this room because <laughs> of me not wanting to be humble. <laughs> I'm just like, you know what? My ego can't take this guy's humbleness. <laughs> <laughs> that would be oh my goodness anyways welcome back to H- <laughs> <laughs> welcome back everybody we would totally remembered you guys were there 
a year a year later we're like welcome back we got banned for a year <laughs> so if you're wondering why you couldn't uh, you didn't hear certain podcasts it's like bro how'd the exam go bro what exam <laughs> so i'm just like what wait what what happened to justice music oh dude justice he's not i don't know where he is anymore <laughs> <laughs> we just talked for a year but like one of us is gone like halfway through the year yeah. and then the other person's just talking to a blank wall the rest of the time that was funny. Gotta change change the tone of it. Mm-hmm. How are we doing on time? Okay, we so we have this like till two thirty, yeah? Yeah. Heck heck yeah. <laughs> that's a that's a whole lot of heck. This is gonna be PG. You know what? I'm actually gonna enjoy this mm-hmm. being PG. That's like that makes it ten times more fun. Mm-hmm. Cause I feel like it takes a lot. We were talking about this earlier for everybody listening. We're talking about like not swearing on the podcast. I think it's like just shows how much more articulate somebody is when they don't swear i guess so it's also like swearing is like the word um so it's like a filler word at times so people who use it i i don't think there's a lot of like really articulate people that swear like jordan b peterson he'll sometimes say, like swear during a speech or during one of his uh one of his talks and i'll be like i don't think that much less of his intellect but i do think it's like it's not necessary to get thoughts across. I mean, Will Smith proved that. Yeah. Um, but, but being PG, it's funny because then you you get the option to laugh. Like normally, don't laugh at swear words, but you laugh if people cover it up. <laughs> like <laughs> if I'm like, oh, crap. Like that, yeah, yeah, yeah. That has more potential to be funny, especially if I'm like telling a story and I like change what I said in that moment, uh-huh. like, that is the potential to be funny. Yeah, so. like when, when, you know, when I was FaceTiming you, my mom walks in and you say, oh no, I can't swear. Mm-hmm. And then my man's bust out the the S word <laughs> right in front of my mother. Nah, I didn't say anything. I said silly. You said silly, yeah. Yeah. He, uh, no, it doesn't even really matter. <laughs> my, mom, my, mom, my mom does not care. I just think, it, I love holding that against them too, you know. We'll get to the LED lights eventually, but <laughs> <laughs> is this gonna be like a podcast to roast each other? I think we should just uh, ten minutes, no holes barred, just mm-hmm. roast every possible inch of each other. We're both gonna be saying scrap like after every roast. Oh gonna, yeah, scrap. Yeah. Yeah. So as long as that intro was to who we are, I don't even think that's like enough of who that wasn't we are. A detailed at all bro i don't i don't really care to tell i don't even want them to know our backstories like our backgrounds mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying because then they'll make like biased decisions about our our viewpoints right mm-hmm. like oh because of this he says that like he doesn't understand mm-hmm. so i will say one thing about this podcast is i'm hoping it facilitates growth for both of us like part of our evolutionary process um being able to sit down discuss our ideas in long form be able to critique our ideas, be able to change our ideas over time. Um, so no matter how long this podcast lasts, if it lasts a couple episodes, a couple months, a couple years, um, what I'm hoping that both of us realize and then those who are listening realize is like how much we've grown, how much we've evolved. Because um, that's I think that's something that's really, really important to both of us. Well, what do you think is important about the podcast in terms of our growth? I see it... I know I mentioned this to you before. I see it a lot as like a live journal almost. So because our conversations aren't super well thought out, but like topics are like chosen, like we get a chance to formulate our ideas on the topic in the moment and be like, you know what? I haven't thought of that before. Or maybe I haven't already formed my ideas. 
we get to express those ideas. The person responds, we have a conversation about it. Um, I think that like that immediate critique is going to be really good for developing ideas and for developing our thoughts and our values and things like that. Um, versus like developing those things for years, someone critiques it years later and then it's like, you don't want to change it. You don't want to evolve or develop. You know, I don't know if that made any sense, but no, I get you. I like the part about the journal. You did mention that mm-hmm. at one point. I totally forgot that you said that. I think the journal part is the coolest part about it is because let alone like seeing us actually hit puberty. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Did you imagine that like that we start the podcast just like show us going through puberty or something like that? Like <laughs> all my voice starts to really appear and it just drops down here, something like that. Bro, did yours ever like start high, drop, and then get back to like a middle range? I feel like everybody's does, right? Did you voice crack a lot? Yeah. Really? No, it was so bad. So my voice was originally like super, super high. Like I could, <laughs> especially singing voice, like I could go all the way up into all those octaves. Um, then once I hit like 13, 14, it all just dropped. Like I couldn't really sing much. My voice was always cracking. My speaking voice was cracking. If I tried to like yell or tried to like use a funny voice or something, my voice would just crack. It was the most embarrassing thing ever. Like uh, hopefully people know what that is, but like the uh, Tigger in Winnie the Pooh, mm-hmm. when he does the hiya poo hoo hoo, my voice would crack right there. Be like, hi, boo, hoo, hoo. That's oh. how it, it was so, so <laughs> embarrassing, so bad. And then, like, it evened out. Like, my voice went from, huh, to, like, deeper than this, like, more like that. Really? And then it kind of just evened out and got a little bit back in the middle range, but. Okay. Yeah. Did th- yours do that, too, or no? I voice cracked probably twice during puberty. That was about it. I never had that. I felt like. I'm I, I'm so glad I missed out on that because I saw a lot <laughs> I saw a lot of kids like there was one kid not to like talk disrespectfully but like he talked in voice cracks mm-hmm. I was so confused <laughs> no like I was I was like there's no way because I know like I saw kids like voice crack when they were talking and stuff but they like this kid like talked in voice cracks I was like bro that has to be so bad like mm-hmm. like that has to be such a like a a confidence killer. And you're such a nice kid too, mm-hmm. but nah. Luckily, like I, my voice just hit deep, and then now it's kind of like leveled off. Mm-hmm. You know, like kind of like you, I guess. Yeah. There was a point where like I authenticated my deep voice. Now, is that even what, you, right what do you mean? Bro? <laughs> authenticated. That was the wrong word. Oh, you had the authenticator on there? <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Not where. Paint the right image. <laughs> Which one's a bicycle? <laughs> <laughs> nah, where I went. Where, like, I would um, manufacture my deep voice. Where, like, I would intentionally, like, my voice was naturally deep, but I would intentionally keep my sentences, like, at a super level, like, tone. Like, none of the animated hand gestures, none of the tonation or anything like that. I'd just be like, so something, 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 something. Like, that's how I would talk Mm. on purpose. And I thought that was cool when I was, like, 15, 16. Uh, Turns out it wasn't when I got to college because I had to change that up but um but yeah I definitely fabricated my low voice more yeah I mm-hmm. think about I but that's also just like nervousness with speaking I was like probably in high school or something like that or even college too like the first year I was like nervous to talk so I was, when I would talk I just go low like this mm-hmm. Danny 
here. When it was, <laughs> I don't know. I still did that. I did that. I did that this beginning of the semester. I don't know why. Really? <laughs> Finance class. Yeah. He's like Danny Norton. I'm like, here. I was like, why? Oh. I was like, why did I just do that? That was so bad. <sighs> yeah. No. I realized I did. I did something similar. Um, cause normally I start sentences off higher and then go deeper as like the sentence ends, like most people, but then like, um, like a couple of weeks back, I walked into, uh, into Abbotsford to like swipe in and like, I was like, Hey, how's it going? And I started deep. I was like, stop it. Why did you do that? <laughs> <laughs> Bro, you, you? Act like, you don't even notice you do that all the time. Really? Ever since you've been, we've been like real close friends since last semester, bro, you turned into a little Italian. Really? A little, <laughs> yeah, like you, like you finna whack me or something like that. No, legit, legit. You like, every time we get food, and I think it's the coolest thing, because you like, you got the demeanor of that guy, that style, so I'm glad you do it, instead of like, hey, how are you? <laughs> You're like, how you doing? It's not like, you don't go like, how you doing? You're like, yeah. how you doing? And I'm like, that's so much better than when he was like, how are you? <laughs> I'm good, how are you doing? Like, bro, like, come on, dude, what are you doing? <laughs> Bro, I don't know. I don't know when I started doing that. It's got to be like a couple months old. Like the, hey, how you doing? Yeah. Like instead of just say, like, how's it going? Or like, hi, how are you? I See, saying how are you sounds so awkward now. You know, Yeah, you know what it's from, though. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? <sighs> topic. What was the topic you wanted to talk about? Oh, hold up. Before that, I was going to say also because of the the – Rocky Balboa thing. Ah, How yeah. you doing? Because we, we started making fun of that. <laughs> Not him, but just like the movie. Bro, I <laughs> love doing his voice. Me and my sister were so obsessed with him. Really? One, like, I don't remember when we started watching the movies, but maybe like 15, 16, maybe a little bit older. But as soon as we became obsessed with them, like for our birthday, because we're twins, my uh, my parents gave us like full out like gray jumpsuits. And then like my sister got me a gold necklace with the... Uh, punching glove on the bottom not real gold obviously but uh like his punching glove necklace and i was like that was so cool because it's like yo paulie i mean how you doing like, yeah. it's just it's, <laughs> it's so fun so much fun doing that voice doing the yo wacko yeah, yeah, yeah. Voice and the, come on sterling it's just i don't know doing voices in general is just so funny to me especially when we're doing like actual boxing workouts mm -hmm. and we're not like at the boxing point yet because there's no way we can talk when we're doing this mm -hmm. four rounds or whatever but, like, before, we're just like, but you're like, bro, I'm so ready to box. I'm like, okay, Rocky. You're like, <laughs> hey, yo, Adrian. So like, yo, Adrian, how you doing? <laughs> you're looking mighty fine, Adrian. <laughs> I don't know, bro. I can't do the voice. You're so good at it. I'm over here. I'm such a falsetto. You get, you get the low. You get the 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 bass. I get the falsetto, bro. Like John Bon Jovi. Yeah, I get the voice cracks, though. So, <laughs> yeah, that's always fun. You know what I am excited for? I know we're going to get into the topic mm -hmm. pretty quickly, but that's what we should do. We should do a half hour just talking and half hour the topic. That's a good good move. Anyways, that's what we're going to do. But I'm excited to do like rock and roll topics too, mm -hmm. talking about favorite bands because then people think I'm cool, right? Mm -hmm. People think you're cool. They'll be like, <laughs> then I'll, it'll be my turn to be like, what's your favorite band? I'll be like, just you know Bieber. that song that goes like, <laughs> 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 facts though? I'll be like... <laughs> I'd be like, you know that song that goes like, <laughs> blah, blah, blah. He'd be like, no, what's the name of the song? What's the band? I'd be like, I don't remember. <laughs> like, I call 10cc 100cc. 
the other day. Bro, and I've known the band for like eight years. So nobody knows who 10cc is. So even if you said 100cc, you'd be right. <laughs> <laughs> you'd, be, you'd be like, oh, yeah, whatever. They got to know who 10cc is, though. Oh, I'm not in love, bro. That's all I'm, I'm saying. Not in love is such a banger, bro. The, the one part, can I play it? I think we can play it. Yeah. Nah, but like, that's what we were talking about this yesterday, yeah? Mm hmm. How impressed I was, like, that you knew 10cc way before me. Because normally I think I'm, like, so awesome. Because I'm, like, I introduce everybody. <laughs> because I think I introduce everybody to rock and roll. But, like, you knew it from your dad. Especially Stevie Ray. That one's surprising to me. Mm -hmm. That one is. Let's see. Oh, uh, this part. I know. That's such a vibe. And then, like, there's, like, at least 40 seconds after the song's over where they're just doing that. Uh, really? Dun, 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 dun. That's, like, my favorite part. I just, because normally, like, you have on the Spotify fade transition, and it'll just switch to the next song. But that song, there'll be, like, the 40 seconds of, like, the music, and then it'll switch. I don't know. I love that song. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, you're better at that than I am, because I don't listen to the songs all the way through most of the time. I don't know. Sometimes there's songs you just can't listen to in the moment. You just skip them. Or like you hear the, f you want to hear that one part that like made you like the song, then you just skip okay. them. Okay. Yeah. I'm that way too. That's like the feel, like that's what makes me so nervous about listening to like most rock songs is like Phil Collins mm -hmm. in the air tonight. The biggest part, I, I mean the most of the song, like the whole song is good, but like mm -hmm. the big part, the drum part, it's like two minutes, two and a half minutes in. So you got to like wait for it. Same thing with Stranglehold. The ending solo like the whole end is at like five minutes in mm -hmm. five minutes 45 seconds i think that's the one i skipped to mm -hmm. but i'm not i did the same thing with i'm not in love like the first dozen or so times i heard it i heard like the first two minutes and then as soon as it hit like the um like the bridge or so before like the next part of the song i just like turned it off i was like this oh, is too quiet. quiet too so yeah yeah it's too quiet. i'd be like I was like, I'm done. This I hate this song. Then like I came back to it years later, and I just I love it. Yeah, similar story with that with Stranglehold. Mm -hmm. It wasn't until this summer with my brother that I actually like listened all the way past the solo. Ooh. I always listen to the beginning and just skip to the next song. But I li finally listened to all the way through the whole like three minute solo, mm -hmm. and then the whole end part. I was like, that's this song, and that's like what made me love it more. That's like my number one most played song last year. Mm -hmm. But then, like, there's just, like, songs that, like, the first 30 seconds hit. And after that, it's just, like, nah, like, I'm done with this song. Like, some some um, Foreigner songs, I want to say Foreigner. Uh -huh. They just, like, like... The Cold as Ice, that Foreigner. Uh, that's, like, a minute and a half, and I'm just done. Mm -hmm. I'm, uh, it's just, I'm, like... I just want to skip to the... Cold... Yeah. Air, cold as ice. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think yeah. about those songs when, like, the ones that I want to sing live. Like, if I had to go back and sing those in front of a stadium full of people, that part of that song. Mm-hmm. That would be such, like, you get the energy, especially if you act like some conductor or something with an orchestra oh. with the crowd. <laughs> get the cold ass. That would be, be incredible. Some uh, Freddie Mercury type stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, watch that movie again. I didn't, I've never seen it. Bohemian Rhapsody? No, I know it was a huge movie, same as like the uh, 
the Elton John movie, whatever one that was called. I didn't watch it. Rocket Man? Nah, don't watch Rocket Man. Do you like musicals? Uh, once in a while. It's a musical. Okay. Sorry. It's, I mean, it's got a good story to it, but it's a musical. Um, do you want to get into the topic? Mm-hmm. Topic of the day. Let's go. All right. So to reiterate, what we're gonna do is one of us we switch off each week, or in case one of us has like a really burning topic, we can go twice in a week, tw- or twice in a row. Mm-hmm. And what we're gonna do is one of us is gonna choose a topic, and we're not gonna tell the other person, and we bring it up so then everything that they say that they respond to the question or the topic at hand is organic. So this week I got it for our first one, then next week Jay Gill's gonna get it. I almost wanna let you do it because I was like, this is such a good <laughs> idea that I don't wanna have to be the first one to come up with it. Yeah. But um, nah, so the first topic is, uh, let me pull it up because I don't wanna just like. You wanna get the full on topic introduction. Well, yeah, yeah. Also, at the same time, I don't want to like ask the wrong question. <laughs> and I look back li- and I look back at it, and I'm like, "No, nah, that wasn't the real question." I'm like, go you go on for like thirty. We have like five minutes left of time. I'm like, you know what? I'll be honest. Uh, that wasn't the question. <laughs> That'd All be right. the most like typical thing we do with the podcast. Just oh. like discuss something, have a very thorough discussion, but it be the wrong topic. We're just like, well, guess it'll work. I guess forgets to change the title of the podcast when we post it. So it's just everyone's like. That was not the topic. I'd be like, ah, oh, man, you know, whatever. That's what it's going to be. It's just clickbait. <laughs> clickbait. <laughs> he said what? <laughs> <laughs> Danny said what? And I'm doing that shock face. I'm like, Justice looked at me in the eyes and said <laughs> this. He said this about my mother. It's like the topic was like about like philosophy. It's like the wrong thing. I, bruh, that's a whole different topic of just like how much I don't enjoy clickbait. Any, bro, the best information on YouTube, if it's clickbait, I don't watch it. Mm-hmm. It's like a cardinal rule. Only clickbait I watch is like reviews of like songs I really love. Because there's like different people I love watching like listen to the song for the first time and just review it. Because I get that feeling like I'm listening to it for the first time again. I'll watch that clickbait. Oh. But I don't want to watch any other clickbait. Like prank clickbait. So bad. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So bad. No. I, I don't want to go off topic again. But I was going to say those videos. The ones when, like, the people who've never heard rock and roll, especially. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, I don't know if I can say it. Can you just say Uh, I'd go for it. Anyways, but, like, the ones with the brothers mm-hmm. on there and they're reviewing, like, rock music, like, old stuff. That mm-hmm. stuff hits me to the heart. Like, they love it. Mm-hmm. There's a one dude, um, No Chill Something can't remember his name but he reviewed like all the aerosmith songs foreigner phil collins i think he did stranglehold too and like every time it's like they're just blown away and i love it it's just like thank god they found that song because like it's such a vibe mm-hmm. yeah all right let's get into the top you just wanted to get the topic <laughs> <laughs> all right let's do it all right so the question of the week is where have you seen the most change in your life in the past year? And there's more to there's, I have more questions to it, so don't think like it's just that one question. So mm-hmm. if if it's a short answer, I have more to it. Where have I seen the most growth in the past year? Where have you seen the most change? And I rather say growth. That's uh-huh. a good, that's a I rather say growth. Okay.
I guess in my responsibility. So not only being able to handle more important tasks that come up, but being able to handle more at the same time. Like this past year has been like my busiest school year, my busiest year of my life in general. Um, and I remember struggling like as a freshman or struggling as a sophomore just to get like normal assignments done and that or maybe working a couple hours a week, not having a lot on my plate. But um, like last semester was busy. This semester is like at least two times as busy. Um, but being able to handle all of that and not fall into a consistent negative attitude about it all. Like they're the people who are like, I have a lot I'm doing and I'm enjoying it. And they're the people who are like, man, I got to go to work again. Then I got to do this and do this. And they list off their responsibilities as if they're um, optional. Responsibilities, not optional. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I'm just, and that's the biggest part about the responsibilities, having to change my attitude towards what I have to do. So if, if there's a day where I know I have to get six, seven things done, like being able to maybe say I need a break halfway through the day, I need to do this, I um, need to make sure I'm taking care of myself. But regardless, just saying, okay, let's get it done. Like having that, having that attitude towards life is one of the biggest changes I've seen in me. Yeah. Yeah. Did you think that's more so, did you just develop that by yourself? Was it more of an internal kind of change? Or was it, did you see somebody else or did you read something else about <laughs> It was both. It was definitely both. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, internal in the way that I knew I always needed to change my attitude towards responsibility. Like, it's like needing to go get your car fixed. You always know you need to get your car fixed, but you only ever get in your car when you need to get somewhere fast. So once you need to get somewhere fast, you're not saying, I got to take this to the shop, get the muffler fixed or whatever. No, you're like, I'm going to get to this destination. I'll do it when I get back. Like, I had that same attitude towards self-development like in general but especially in terms of responsibility and attitude towards responsibility like i was like I, I know i need to change this but i'll do it when i'm an adult i'll do it then um so internal in that the, in that sense but external in the sense that you um i saw you go through such drastic change within a couple months and every time i saw you doing things i knew i needed to do like reading like taking lessons from what you were reading, applying them to your life, um, changing the way you treat people, the way you react to difficult situations, being able to see that in someone, and at the same time, they aren't criticizing me or ridiculing me and saying, read, bro, like, get better than <laughs> your life. Like they're, Instead, they're like, you know what I read? Like the way you would do it, you'd just be like, you know what I read today? I really liked it. And then just tell me what you read and then ask my opinion it was never in a way to critique me for what I was doing or what I wasn't doing. Instead it was, I'm so excited about what I'm doing with my life that I want to share with you. And, and yeah, having that like in such proximity to me, I think changed so much about me in so many different areas because Again, having the example, but having it far away is different than having it like right in your life. Like seeing, I don't know, seeing a boxer who was never meant to become a threat, become a threat like on TV 
to like people who are champions in a weight class or whatever. Like that's powerful. But if you watch your friend battle against cancer and like conquer it, it's a different kind of thing. There's a proximity thing. It's, it's much more um, powerful, at least for me. So internal and external. You want me to go to the next question? <laughs> <laughs> no, no I, want, I, I want you to. I want you to answer the question. Actually, all right. You want yeah. me to? You want me to answer the first one or both of them? Answer the first one for sure. All right. So then, where have I seen the most change in the past year? Mm-hmm. I think. Okay, if I'm gonna pick one thing. Like one, if I had to pick exactly one thing that I'm most proud of, mm-hmm. proud being the most egoless way I could say it, something that like I know that I've changed the most of, is slowly killing off my ego mm-hmm. in in all ways. And most people think ego with like cocky, overly confident. I think ego is co- like that, but also like scared. Like the fear and that book that I gave you, mm-hmm. The Freedom from Fear. I give you that book because I knew you'd get the most out of it. I've given to other people too, and they just don't. They don't <laughs> they just don't get it. They just they, I mean, not to sound like arrogant about it. I'm just saying like they just they see it as like just a self help book. But what I mean is is you 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 know, you described it just how humble I think I've become in terms of seeing how little I am compared to other people mm-hmm. and that was always kind of one of those things where it if i wasn't better than somebody i always felt like i had to bring them down mm-hmm. inferiority complex but with you i never did that i don't know it's weird most of my friends i was around i was like they're doing more than me mm-hmm. like, i need to tell them what they should be doing thankfully i didn't do that to you because mm-hmm. that would have sucked <laughs> now that would have that would have been terrible yeah but no i think ego I haven't killed it off yet. Mm-hmm. I don't think anybody ever really, until they're older, kills off the ego. What <sighs> aspect of killing off the ego like is most important to you? Like the way you interact with other people, the way you defend yourself, like how which area of killing off the ego has been the biggest challenge and which one has been the most rewarding? Facing myself, to be honest. Because... Mm-hmm. I know deep down that nobody, even when I was like at the ego full, I knew it wasn't because of other people. I knew it was because of myself mm-hmm. that and this is why I didn't get things done. This is why I wasn't very, you know, motivated to do work or read books, for example. Cause you talk about reading books. I didn't really start reading books till quarantine. Mm-hmm. Cause I had nothing better to do. And also at the same time I was humbled by just how little satisfaction comes from, what I thought it would come from mm-hmm. like with my body getting ripped. I thought that was going to be the ultimate satisfaction, but it wasn't. Mm-hmm. I had to face myself and be like, it's is deeper inside than that. Mm-hmm. So I think it was, um, it was facing myself and just realizing that first off, there's always somebody doing more than me, but at the same time I can always do more, not in a literal sense, I guess in a literal sense, but I can always do more in terms of being more better, more mm-hmm. better of a person to somebody else, more better of um, 
you know, a giver, more mm-hmm. better of a learner, a reader, more better of a son, mm-hmm. more better of a brother and a friend. So I had to face myself, be like, you're not, you're not good enough. And that's a good thing. You're not good enough. You'll never mm-hmm. be perfect. So I think it was definitely the ego was the biggest thing mm-hmm. for sure. And if that was internal, external, <laughs> <laughs> I told justice this the other day. Um, actually, I won't take, I won't bring up that story. It's, it's too soon for the one I told you that one day. Mm-hmm. Plus some of the context we might have to adjust. Mm-hmm. I, I rather not. Cause also at the same time, it's like not good timing, mm-hmm. but, um, in terms of internal or external, a lot of internal reflection, because I never really had anybody talk to about it except for you. Mm-hmm. And I didn't really have you over break, like in person all the time. So I had to do a lot of internal, like, why Why is this better for me to, to not be so cocky? Why is it better for me to be humbled in the work? When people ask me to do something for them, why should I not be, oh, I don't want to do it. Mm-hmm. Why should I just be like, no, oh, dude, like, come on, what are you doing? Like, you have nothing better to do or it'll be good in the, in the long run. Mm-hmm. But then external with all the books I read, the videos I watched and stuff like that, I think, um, I think the book reading is the biggest thing I've ever taken away from anything. Mm-hmm. Like, all the videos I've watched in my life have never motivated me more than just reading books. It's weird. Mm-hmm. Do you see that more? As you begin reading, like, I shouldn't say as much as me because I don't really know how much you're reading compared to me, but in terms of like video watching versus reading books. I think it depends on like the video. Like once in a while there can be a movie I watch that's like beyond inspiring. Um, But a lot of the time it comes from books because for me at least books take a lot more of like my, my mind to process. I have to use a lot more creativity. Um, and then I see a lot more option for application, weirdly, because there are movies you can apply to your life, like Rocky, like having that spirit <laughs> towards <laughs> life, like underdog, but having the drive to conquer um, and to be the best. Like you can get that from a movie. But for me, it's like I get it a lot more from books because I think books have a lot more time. Um, if it's if it's like a, a fictional book you see characters for how imperfect they are because of how long form it is. Um, But if it's like a self-help book, like you get a chance to see a lot more stories in the book, a lot more perspectives. Um, And you can do all that and still not have any filler chapters. Well, of course, most books have some filler chapters Mm -hmm. or filler ideas that we just skip over. but (laughs) But yeah, I think for books, I think for me at least books are a lot more helpful than videos mm-hmm. I was about to say something <laughs> <laughs> go for it no. <laughs> just tell me later <laughs> <laughs> this is the best part about this podcast is that uh, whatever whatever we know is about to come down we're not going to say it <laughs> y'all are going to have to just assume that we had some r- ravaging information until there's like video added to this then like we're gonna have so many secrets oh. just exposed <laughs> that we can't we can't have what secrets do we have exposed from a video <laughs> like if we do like hand motions yeah people aren't gonna get that maybe they- 
<laughs> you said, you said, you said. <laughs> and ain't nobody can see that. That's hilarious. Uh, Such a third wall breaking thing. <laughs> but bro, I'm glad you're excited about reading now. And not so much more videos. Because mm-hmm. I, th- I always hit away in videos. Like the Dale Carnegie book. I'm going to give that back to you because I finished it. But um, I watched the YouTube video on it. Like the all the principles. And it just discussed them. Mm-hmm. And I got nothing from that set. Like serious, I got nothing. And I read the book again. And I started rereading it. And I was like, I remember this story. I remember that. That's such a big thing about reading a book more than once, mm-hmm. even a chapter more than once. That's why he says Dale Carnegie in the beginning of the book, read every chapter twice before you go on, which I didn't do because, like, <laughs> oh, dude, I'm not doing that. Like, come on. <laughs> but, but then again, see, there's the arrogance with that. So mm-hmm. It's like, like I can get everything I need from one go through, then I'm going to go into the next book. And it's like, it's just not true. I think rereading a book is the only thing better, maybe even better than reading the book the first time, especially if it's a book that's been transformational for you. Mm-hmm. Like, but that's the thing, though, is, like, assuming the book is going to teach you everything it has in it mm-hmm. is is uh, overly optimistic. Because, mm-hmm. like, people say the max you're going to get is, like, five to six topics that you truly take away. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, you, there's going to be, like, hundreds of topics. There could be, but you're only going to take away maybe four to five on a lucky day. Mm-hmm. And that's probably, I got maybe three from rereading it. So I guess I see the point of rereading books now. Mm-hmm. But yeah, what book are you reading right now? I'm reading uh, 12 Rules for Life by Jordan B. Peterson. Um, not even going to lie, like I slacked off reading for a week just because everything got so busy so fast. But um, I just started reading again today. Um, made my way through part of the second chapter. Um, and I'm enjoying it a lot. Like I'm almost every page I'm underlining something because I want to hand it off to somebody else. Like did I tell you I gave uh, Freedom from Fear to my RHD? Mm-mm. Okay. Well, he um he had an interest in it cuz I talked about it during one of our conversations, so I gave it up to him. We talked about it very briefly during our one-on-one. Um and he was like, "Yeah, I really really enjoyed it and I want to talk to you about it like in depth and like I enjoyed the notes and everything else you put in it." So um that was fulfilling for me in a egotistical way cuz it was mm-hmm. like, "Oh, I took I didn't take those notes for nothing, but yeah. I took them not only for other people, but so when I go through the book a second time, like I see what was important to me then or what really struck me then. And then for the stuff I didn't underline, there's going to be something in there that strikes me the second time through or that like hits me where I need to be hit. Yeah. So, but, um, yeah, I'm reading 12 rules for life right now. What do you, uh, what are you reading? You just finished rereading Dale Carnegie. Yeah. So I finished rereading the how to win friends and influence people. Mm-hmm. And I just ordered, uh, yesterday, his other book is like how to live a life worth living or how to stop worrying and start living. Mm-hmm. I was going to order the one about business, but apparently that one just takes from the friends one and the one I just ordered. So I was like, I might as well just order, get the full thing out of each of them. Mm-hmm. It's only 10 bucks too. I'm going to give it to you once I'm done. All of, by the way, mm-hmm. spoiler alert. <laughs> um, nah, but I finished that one up. I started reading Daniel, the uh, Bible book today. Really? Yeah, because I was like, oh, maybe I'll go back to the, it is Paul who writes, maybe I'll start reading the David Lee Roth book again. But I was like, you know, nah, I'm just going to read out of the Bible because whatever. Mm-hmm. I, I read like one chapter, but I enjoyed it. Yeah. I was about to say, how did you like it? Like, was it, how 
was it a nice change up from what you've been reading or was it was it easier to maybe take notes and process because of like your I mean, I did only read one chapter. Okay. No, no, no. But you know, you good point though. It's like it was kind of. It is a refresher because mm-hmm. David Lee Roth was just like the story about crazy from the heat. He's just like story after story of the music business and the crazy stuff that he did with whatever amount of drugs and all that stuff that uh, I don't can't really discuss on here. Mm-hmm. But then you go from that one to uh, to whatever to. Dale Carnegie and it's like it's lessons but it's stories too Mm -hmm. and then to the Bible where it's like it's just I don't know where any of the locations are Mm -hmm. and the names are like Nebuchadnezzar (laughs) and Daniel's nickname is like Balthazar Mm -hmm. Balthazar yeah it's funny you started reading Daniel because like a couple weeks ago for like the family message maybe it was a couple months actually but um like we had a message on Daniel specifically the part where he gets put in the lion's den like what leading up to it and then after afterwards spoiler alert daniel gets put in the, <laughs> put in the lion's nah, den i knew that one though. You get it. <laughs> like spoiler alert david fights goliath like, nah, but, yo did but, you know that jesus is the savior <laughs> <laughs> oh man we should start doing that like spoiling the most obvious things <laughs> bro super, did you know superman <laughs> He is, he is Clark Kent, <laughs> bro. Who knew, <laughs> bro? Batman's Bruce Wayne, bro. No, it's not. Shut up, dude. That's no, not, bro, no. for real. Like, if you shut up, dude. That doesn't make any sense, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus is a savior. No, <laughs> no. spoiler alert, bro. <laughs> the book's about the book. The second half of the book, dude, all about him, bro. <laughs> We like getting mad at each other for spoiling. Bro, why did you tell me that, bro? Bro, <laughs> <laughs> why did you tell me Daniel's in the lion's den, dude? Dude, what difference does it make in the story? You ruined it. Uh, Balthazar is Daniel? <laughs> what? Bro, it's like the first five lines. Then we get spoilers wrong. Nebuchadnezzar's Daniel's brother? <laughs> <laughs> no. Misquoting no. the Bible? Oh, my God. You started. Don't even get me started on that. Oh, uh, that and no, bad, no. that and bad conversations. Two uh-uh. things that get me beyond that. Uh. We won't we won't bring that segment up yet, but we'll we'll leave that for next time. What are you thinking? A couple more minutes here, just two two twenty eight ish. We end it, mm-hmm. so we have enough time to clean up and everything. Yeah, I bet we got four minutes left, so we don't have to like end now. Ah, bro, this is fun. Time flew. Yeah, we literally been here for. Almost an hour now. Yeah. It hasn't felt like that. This was after already having an hour of like lunch before. So I'm so glad you didn't like hold back at lunch today. I was like, dude, I hope he doesn't like try to like save everything for the podcast. I wanted to, bro. And then I was like, you know what? If I'm so dumb, I can't come up with a new thought or a new idea during an hour long podcast. And they're all gonna come out during a half hour lunch. Then I should just not have the podcast. And yeah. And and yeah, that's I. You, don't, have you? Did you like feel that urge at all to like to like not say anything and then kind of hold it in too? No, I I was just like I hope he doesn't try to do that. Yeah. Because like you said, if you can't think of that like pretty quickly, I think we're both articulate enough especially you i think you're articulate enough to stop especially you stop with the humbleness shut up (laughs) scrap (laughs) scrap right now bro we got three minutes we got scrap (laughs) 
You got three minutes. Who's gonna win the fight, bro? Danny Norton versus Jay Justice Gil? Gill, bro. That's boxing match. Uh, you just knock me out in like fifteen seconds, but. Well, how much do you weigh again? Sorry, like one fifty five ish. Yeah, like one fifty. I think something along that. Probably a little lower. We, I'm like one seventy. We could easily meet. What if we did like one fifty five to one sixty five? Do you think that'd be fair enough? Ten pounds. Yeah. Because I don't think I could cut more than. Than the one sixty five. Yeah, you want to cut a couple inches off your height too while you're at it, or do you want me to just, just like, <laughs> yeah, just cut my feet off? <laughs> you know what? No, we'll make it even. I I have to chicken wing the ar- the punches so because my reach is too long. Oh, uh, if you cut off your feet, just make sure your ankles ain't ashy because you're gonna be moving. <laughs> ashy, he said. My ankles be ashy. You and you know what's the best part about not having around anymore? Ah, uh, you know, can I even say that? The lo- the hand lotion. My hands aren't dry anymore. I got lotion for that. You guys, you can't make fun of me no more for that. For real. Yeah. Good for you. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I mean, the biggest hey, the biggest growth I've seen over the years is not having dry hands. Uh Yeah, mine got dry as like so bad heck <laughs> <laughs> no i won't even say that mine got so dry like a couple of weeks back and i was like trying to hide them from you because i was like bro i know i got eczema but i don't want my boy eczema? making fun of me for eczema <laughs> i don't want my boy coming after me like i came after him relentlessly dude without a soul mm-hmm. you came after me the most disrespectful way to do it you came after my hands Cause you now you, see now you can't wash my hands now you're getting these hands D Nort versus J Gill twenty something whatever twenty one twenty twenty eight <laughs> <laughs> that's the most nervous thing I've ever seen in my life <laughs> just his hands his hands were twenty twenty uh, eight twenty twenty eight I mean we can move it back a couple more years if you think you might need them but uh, ooh ooh if I need a couple more years. Yeah, you better watch your mouth, cause next next podcast is gonna be all about how I'm gonna whip your butt. You better watch your mouth too. <laughs> <laughs> so sus. No, no, no. Tell me after. Just tell me after. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. But, uh, yeah, I'm not, I'll tell you after. Bro, good thing these tables are pretty sturdy. <laughs> I'll be hitting them like this. I'm about to WWE throw you over these monitors. All right, but I think we should wrap up because we got about two minutes here. Yeah. Oh, I appreciate you. Appreciate you too. <laughs> I thought you were going to follow it up. No, nah, I just want to tell nah, you that. <laughs> I appreciate you too. This was fun. Yeah. Like, hopefully the recording comes out okay. Oh, yeah. But uh, regardless, like, I've had a, I've had a really good time. Yeah. All right. So we're going to wrap it up. Uh, you want to say anything else to the viewers before you go? Uh, this has been the Honest to Goodness Podcast. Thanks for listening. Hope you gained something. If you didn't gain anything, hope you had fun listening. If you didn't have fun listening, hope you don't listen next time. I don't know. <laughs> now, if you didn't have fun listening, just listen next time and just keep it on the background. Yeah. We get all the ad spots. Exactly. <laughs> all right. This has been HTG Podcast, man. Signing off. We don't see you again soon, man. Rock and roll. <laughs>